It's a bonus AI episode of Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast. We're going to talk about BT dropping 55,000 jobs, AI's enhancements to Google Search, and Arnie using AI to simulate his voice in newsletters. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of Two Geeks and a Marketing Podcast. This is our AI special. My name is Pascal Pintoni, and I'm joined, as always, by the man on a mission to keep marketing simple, Monsieur Roger Edwards. I'm fantastic, Pascal. Yes, an AI special. Uh, anybody would think we had a bit of a bee in our bonnet about AI, Pascal. Well, it's not that. You and I have been observing, you know, this strange, strange kind of phenomenon of where the world is engulfed in AI, AI apps, AI statements, AI news, and so on. And we would like to make life a little easier for our viewers and listeners to kind of be, if I may, in the voice of reason and calm everything down, because you still have to base your decision to use AI on strategy, on, as you've told us many a time, an obsessive wish to understand your customers. And I think that we need to get past the headline. Now, this format, Roger, um, is almost like in the news, but a bit shorter for our regular listeners. So I've chosen three news items, and I'd love to hear your reaction in a moment. We've got BT, we've got Google, and we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger is making wow. a news to do with AI. Okay, let me begin with news no, item number one, Roger. This is all about BT cutting 55,000 jobs with up to a fifth being replaced by AI. Now, the reason I chose this news item, which is all over the interweb and the press and radio and TV, is actually this is a good, good example of misrepresentation of what the news is and the misuse of the term AI. Because actually, when you look at the news itself, what is happening is that of the 55,000, you know, you've got about 10,000 jobs being essentially either replaced or removed because of the completion of the fiber network rollout. And this is what the real news is, um, Roger, is 10,000 being replaced from using new tech, which will include AI. So it's not all of it, it's some of it. And and I think, you know, that we've got to be careful, everyone. And I'm disappointed that this is, even the BBC fell for it. Yeah, AI is the new buzzword, isn't it? We see it everywhere. And, and, and you know, if you actually have a look at chat GTP, which let's face it, everybody and their uncle and their auntie is absolutely obsessing over at the moment. ChatGTP isn't really artificial intelligence, is it? Not in the science fiction sense of a machine that can actually think. All it is is a very, very, very sophisticated prediction tool. It predicts what the next word in a series should be. Admittedly, it does it very fast, and it predicts those words so quickly that it can create articles, it can create titles for videos, whatever it might be. But it's not a living, thinking artificial intelligence yet is it pascal it's not and you and i've used in the uh, previous um kind of special edition of two gigs martin podcasts to say that this is more like artificial imitation and a very mm. good one of that uh, i'll grant you but we're in a position where you know the the platform would come up with a brand new idea that's not been done before and you know i've already had our expressed our views about this idea of the platform uh, learning from large data set which includes content that's been produced by all of us and the audacity of the owners of the platform to then want to charge you for the use 
of a solution that is imitating the content that you've produced in the past. And as we mentioned, um, platforms like ChatGPT have been banned from Italy and, and certainly the public sector. Can I ask you about language? Because this is, I know this is your thing about language and simplicity. So uh, ChatGPT, um, G stands for generative. And I have to tell you that although English is, is my second language, but I actually think that I do have a modicum of understanding by the language. I have never used the term generative in my entire existence, nor have some people. And what is fascinating, if you go on Google Trends, the term generative has been searched since um, the autumn of last year by gazillions of people, either because they don't know what it means or <laughs> because they're hoping to be able to you know, kind of use it in some headline because it went on a very bad SEO course. Can we, can we agree that generative is a weird term? Yes, it is. It is. It's a it's a buzzword. It's a techie buzzword, isn't it? That's found its way into our everyday language. And, and the fact that people are having to look it up to try and understand what it means proves that that's exactly what it is. But I guess it's it's found its way into language now, and, and it's probably a term that we're going to have to get used to. This news item about the, the, the BT cutting jobs, I mean, again, bad reporting and, and shame on the BBC, actually, for the, the tone of this article, because they have hidden away the true story. Mm. But it does remind me way back, uh, well, probably two, two decades ago, 20 years ago, when I used to work in big corporate. Do you remember that time when a lot of big corporates decided to send their call centres offshore? It was all of a sudden we had the technology, we had the cabling and the, and the telephony, so we could site these um, call centers offshore. And obviously, they could do it in India or the Caribbean or wherever it was, anywhere else in the world, where they could, let's face it, get cheaper labor than they could do in the UK. And the idea was that it was going to cut costs for the big corporates. And everybody got onto this bandwagon. And what happened was the service took an absolute dive because these people didn't get the proper training um, and the service was done by scripts. They lost the personal touch. And eventually, you know, eventually there was a great big almost onshoring again, wasn't there, as these call centres <laughs> were brought back into the UK. And, and I see parallels here. All of these Companies, you know, the, the accountants and the finance people are getting really excited. We can save all this money by farming this stuff out to AI. We can get ChatGTP to do this rather than people, and it'll save them money. But will it effectively do the same as when we offshored call centers? It'll remove the personal touch. It potentially will make the service worse, and there'll be a backlash against it, and they'll either have to rethink it or they'll have to revamp it. And we just keep making the same mistakes at just different levels of technological advancement. Yeah, and that's one of the advantages for you and I, because we are of a certain age, and we've been talking about this, about you know our audience as well, where you know because we can see history repeating itself, because we can look at it from a strategic point of view, we tend to to, to be, I suppose, more pragmatic and more sanguine about it. You know, whereas if you are in your twenties and thirties, this may feel like you know something extraordinary, but to me, it repeats itself when computers first appeared 
in the in in the office. You know, one Monday morning, workers went into the office and suddenly plonked where they used to have, you know, their their kind of papers and pens and notebooks was <laughs> a massive TV screen. You know, remember those massive massive yeah. TV screens and then a keyboard and he was sent on a course to use Lotus One Two Three and, and so it goes on. Where I'm disappointed really is that that this this kind of over excitement um about the subject matter from from the media and and, and experts and um i'm going to move on now to the second news item but just to go back to generative so the second news item was the um early last week early may at the time of recording this special edition ai special um google had their three-day um annual conference google io I tend to watch a lot of it in the replays because you get hints about SEO and content and websites and so on. But I would tell you, it was rather amusing that all the head of products, whether it was from YouTube or Android or the CEO, stumbling upon the word generative. <laughs> it was just like, you know. <laughs> but um, they did a demonstration, news item number two, demonstration of the future search experience with Google with Plus AI or Google Bard, if you want to... Um, to kind of uh, think that it's going to make things a little easier. And it was fascinating because it has some bearing on content marketing for all of us, no matter the size of the business. It has some bearing on SEO. So the future search will mean that one of your customers, Roger, will be able to talk and have a conversation with Google search, as opposed to you know second guessing which keywords to put into the search box. So they'll have quite a lengthy, lengthy question potentially. And a la ChatGPT, they're gonna see appearing on the top half of the screen, um, the essay being written by Bard line by line and, and read that. And then below that box of, you could argue, the conversation, you have then suggested follow-up questions. And you can click on those follow-up questions and it builds, if you will, the dissertation or the, the, the report on Roger Edwards' marketing services or you know reactions from your latest book and that kind of things. Now, why am I bringing this up um, apart from the fact that it's going to be pleasant to the searcher? This is going to amplify what you and I reported some months ago now on Two Geeks and a Martin podcast about the zero-click search. That is to say, mm. there is a future for all of us as um, providers whereby our future customers will learn tones about ourselves without having to visit our online properties. I'm not too concerned about an alteration of the search engine. I mean, what you've described there doesn't sound too bad. But at the moment, what I am concerned about is the quality of that output. Because, mm. you know, I, I've, I've done a lot of work on ChatGTP. And, of course, there's a lot of people selling courses on how to create prompts and buy a 1,000 prompts for ChatGTP for $97, all of that sort of thing. But it seems to me that you've actually got to put a lot of work into the prompt to actually get anything decent out of either Bard or ChatGTP. And just as an aside, I've tried the same prompts in ChatGTP and Bard at the same time, and Bard is worse in its output. The, the, right. the output from Bard is much more mediocre than, than ChatGTP. Uh, so you've, you're putting all this work in to actually get anything of half decent quality out. You may as well have written it yourself in the first place. Now, I know that the detractors will say, yes, 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 Roger, yes, but it'll get better, it'll get better, and the prompts are important, blah, blah, blah. But at the moment, it seems to me that you get, you get mediocre out unless you put, effectively, 
everything in uh, and if you're going to put everything in why would you why would you um not write it yourself so i whilst this google experience looks okay mm. and i can see a future of it becoming questions orientated i mean let's face it content marketing we've been saying for years and years that content marketing starts from the questions that people ask but i'm just wor- wondering at the moment what the quality of the output as answers to those questions is I think that's a very fair point because the risk is exactly that, which is you've done your your bit by creating, you know, um, content that is correct, factually correct, that has all, all manner of multimedia experiences and answers all sort of questions, but the machinery does a very poor job to represent it. So you could actually be underrepresented by by the many others, and as a result, which customers don't want to deal with you. That's number one. Number two, however, it is likely that the vast vast majority of businesses have just not done enough when it comes to content marketing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like the the, the final potential wake up call to say, uh, quite simply, you know, all the question that comes to mind, but also all the questions that you can currently see for yourself on the on Google and others, you know. People People also asked or related searches and all the auto suggestions and so on. You should be doing your, your homework and, and have mapped out for yourself the queries people are likely to enter because these are the queries they're likely to express using voice. And actually, there's something quite exciting about sign language as well, which yeah. I think is exactly where all this should be going, you know, accessibility and, and, and more. So so for me, you know, I'm, I'm with you. And it's also don't delay because ultimately, uh, if the result is deemed to be poor by the visitors thinking, oh, I was hoping to see a bit more about Pascal, but because mm-hmm. I not taken the trouble to produce the content, I, I think there's going to be um, a greater divide between um, those who are visible and those who are not via search results in any case. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Talking of visibility, so yeah. I mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger a moment ago, and our regular listeners will know that we always find ways to introduce film and and pop culture into what we do. So the news is fascinating because this is a news that travelled through tech news, uh, sports and health news, as well as a film news and so on, is around Arnold Schwarzenegger launching a podcast to be a companion to the newsletter that he releases um, around health tips and, and tricks and so on. And he shared in the, the in the announcement that he was not recording it himself. He was doing it via AI. And we've got a bit of a surprise for you because I was able to actually um, find and research the um, the announcement, if you will, um, which I managed to to get from from Spotify. So what I thought we would do would be fun to listen to. I think we should say Monsieur or Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger in terms of his explanation as to why he's using AI and I wait for your reaction. It's about a two-minute, sorry, two-minute trailer we're going to be listening to now. Welcome to Arnold's Pump Club, or as I like to call it, the positive corner of wellness. This daily digest is designed to make you healthier in about five minutes. Fitness and nutrition doesn't need to be so complicated. You don't need to stress every little detail. Instead, I'll help you focus on what really matters and help you create habits. And those habits will become routines that you can do without even thinking. Every day, I'll share a mix of workouts, motivation, and recipes. You'll get health and fitness information that cuts through all the bullshit. This is the next phase of my fitness crusade. Our daily email launched in January 
And in just three months, 300,000 people have joined our village. We aren't just lifting weights. We are lifting up the whole world. And I want to reach everyone because everyone deserves to be healthy and fit. I'd love to bring more positivity into your lives. Many of you have asked for me to create a podcast so you can be part of our positive corner of the internet, even when you're too busy to read the email. So we created this for you with my schedule. I couldn't possibly read these emails every day, but that's not an excuse. So I trained a machine with about every little detail of my voice. I gave it the full schnitzel experience and you know what? I can barely tell the difference. If you've seen my movies, uh, I know what you might be thinking, but don't worry. This machine is a good machine. And if it ever turns bad, I will terminate the problem. So join us. My goal from the beginning has been to give you something that doesn't take up much time. And more importantly, will always leave you feeling better. So don't wait. Do your future self a favor. Hit the subscribe button today. Come with me if you want to lift. So there you have it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, but not really Arnold Schwarzenegger. And on one hand, I appreciate the honesty. Might as well know in advance. In the other, I'm thinking, okay, that's interesting. Anyway, Roger, what do you think? Wow, I'm not sure. Um, yes, uh, I appreciate the honesty. And had I listened to that without knowing what was coming, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite certain I probably would have think, yeah, that is actually Arnie. Uh, you know, it sounded like him. It, it definitely had the nuance of his accent and, and, and the way that he talks and the power of, his, of the way he talks. And, and it's certainly the way he would say things, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get to the bit where he says, actually, um, I can't be asked to basically read this myself. So I've, I've um, trained AI to do it for me. That's when you sort of think, okay, um, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Do you know, if, if I'm a fan of somebody and they want me to subscribe to what they do, and yet they effectively farm out the entire experience to something that isn't them, then I, I don't know whether I actually want to follow that person anymore because I now know that it's not really him. Um, and, and this is this is one of the this is one of the big issues that I see about the whole chat GTP AI thing at the moment is as human beings, we and, and there's a word that describes this that I cannot pronounce Pascal. It's worse than gobbler's knob. I just cannot pronounce it. We anthropomorphize, is that right? Anthropomorphize. As humans, we anthropomorphize. And what that is, is we put our humanity into inhuman objects or non-human objects. So like I will talk to my cat in English mm-hmm. and when my cat meows at me, I will interpret what she's saying as if she was a human being. We call cars girls, don't we? Sometimes we give names to cars, we give names to houses. We, we place our humanity onto inanimate objects. And it seems to me that it's almost the same here. Here people are actually having counseling on chat GTP. And I've seen people say, I've got this chat GTP counselor and it understands me and it has empathy with me. And I'm thinking, no, it doesn't. It's just predicting the next, the next set of words as a response to what you're saying. 
And this is dangerous because we're now saying that we're quite happy to anthropomorphize the whole of Arnold Schwarzenegger onto effectively an AI bot reading out in his accent. And I just don't know how I feel about that. I, I almost feel as if Arnie is selling us out to a certain extent. <laughs> um, you know, if, if somebody wants to listen to Two Geeks in a Marketing podcast, I want them to hear you and I, because let's face it, however good AI will get, we will have a laugh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll titter, our voice might, you know, hiccup or whatever it is if we get excited. There's not going to be that nuance. There's not going to be that nuance in Arnie's voice. It will be absolute pitch perfect all the time. And I just don't know whether that is authentic enough. Mm. It's, it's interesting because, I mean, I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with him, um, but clearly, <laughs> you know, um, time could, could, could work uh, against us because generally I'm interested about the whole production stages because there's obviously the effort into the newsletter which i've subscribed and it is a very lengthy newsletter talk about quality um content marketing it's really really quite extensive and what is remarkable there's a real sense of um, connecting with the um community because he would respond to individuals as well saying i got this query from um, name of the individual so we've got all this work in and so I'm, I'm thinking, is it literally like that? Because there's so much effort put into the newsletter that the time budget has been completely mm. uh, swallowed mm. up. And it would be, and with it, I'm thinking about, I'm assuming that his diary must be such that he's always traveling, going to one event to another or to a press conference to another. And the team looked at it and went, short of having to recall to you over the phone, as in when you have a moment, um, we, we, we can't go ahead with this podcast. What is available to us? Oh, what about this this AI solution? But again, I'm extrapolating, um, and I'd love to have a conversation with him or his media team because th there is this element of. So I've listened to some of the episodes, and actually, what I first thought were either editing problems or connection problems, I now spot them as AI uh, problems. Mm -hmm. You know, um, which you've hinted at. There's there's a little something that doesn't ring true. And I couldn't put my finger on it. So maybe it's to do with, uh, like, you know, sometimes we, we've had a fair share of problems when we were recording two gigs and marketing podcasts. And now that I know that it's essentially the um, AI produced content, thinking, ah, that's what it is, it doesn't sound um, natural enough yet. Um, and I think probably what, what needs to happen if they want to continue with that course of action, if they have to record more content, more audio content to remedy those little. I can't put my finger on it, but it's you know those those poses are a little odd, or those intonations that are just a little to the ear, because you know um, for us who can you know listen to to, to audio, precious not everybody. From from the moment we were born, we, we've been kind of you know letting sound entering and be analysed by our brain. And here's 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 an example. Here's an example I've just thought of. Right. Um, I, I um, travel through Waverley Station in Edinburgh frequently. When I was in Big Crawport, I went to Waverley Station every single day for over 10 years. And I used to complain about what I used to call the bored voice of the announcer for the trains. Now, what they'd obviously done is they got a very nice lady to record every single potential combination of train stations in Scotland and beyond. And then they strung these words together into the announcements. Now, obviously every day I would get the train 
from Waverley Station back to um, Musselboro, which is where I live. And the announcement was always the same. And it was something like Platform 7 for the 1545 Scott Rail train from Edinburgh Waverley to North Berwick. Notice the K. Mm. And then she would say, calling at Musselboro, Wallyford, Preston Pans. Notice the Pans. Mm. Long Nidri, Drem, and North Berwick. And every single time, every single day, the announcement was exactly the same. And I would get annoyed about that North Berwick and the Preston Pans. And that's because it was the same voice saying the same thing time mm. and time again. Now, had they got a normal human being to read that out every day, most days she would have done it, done it differently. She might not have gone North Berwick. She might have just gone Preston Pans instead of Preston Pans. But because it was the same every time, it annoyed me. And I think that this, we as humans will pick up the same thing in Arnie's talk. It sounds like Arnie. It could be Arnie. But there'll be, it'll just not be right. There'll be something just a little bit wrong with it. And as human beings, we can pick that up. Mm. So, so, so for me, it's it's fascinating because he has been linked to always being quite innovative and entrepreneur, and and I think what wouldn't he try out the, the tech? But I think this example you've shared is wonderful because it's exactly that. People need to do the regular checks and quality control and listen to the podcast and go, mm, that was okay, but that moment in the sentence was a bit wobbly. Uh, our listeners are not going to, you know, um, well, it's going to create the disconnect with the, the the experience of listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's correct it. And I think, to me, that's exactly what the trend company didn't do because I'm sure they could listen to the to the announcement like you did and go, mm, that Beric is a bit odd and the other one is a bit funny. Let's change that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's for me also where AI or the users of AI can need to be very careful to be satisfied with something that is actually of lesser quality than the original original content. Content. Wow. So that was BT, <laughs> Google, and Arnold Schwarzenegger in about half an hour, Roger. Did you enjoy this AI special? Yeah, it's good. It's good to it's good to talk about these things. I mean, inevitably, this, this is the world way the world's heading, and we have to be part of it. But it just comes back to it. Yes, we are going to have to live with all of this stuff. There'll be teething problems. Hopefully, we'll get it right. But the bottom line is, absolutely the bottom line is, it still all starts with that deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer. And let's never, ever forget that. No, thank you very much, Roger. And and I think so what we'll do, everyone, we'll come back once a month, roughly, with an AI special when we feel that there is a need for clarity for to calm everything down. But um, if I may, uh, uh, my turn to finish with something, which is some, an exercise I've done recently with a customer, quite simply review what you are using currently in terms of tech and software solutions. And ask yourself the questions or get in touch with you know this organization and ask the question, what are your plans with regard to integrating AI into my CRM, into my financial management system, into my social media? Because I think that's really where you know the, the real solutions are, are, are going to start to, to exist. I, I'm always nervous when there is a new language like generative that no one's used ever before or a new piece of software that no one has ever asked for that suddenly becomes the thing. I have more confidence where you know something like Google or something like Microsoft and the others are saying we're going to vastly improve our efficiency, our, um, you know, our usefulness to you by introducing AI with all the teething problem that you, you heard Roger mentioned a moment ago.
Okay, everyone, we're going to wrap up this AI special. Uh, until the next one, go out there and make sure your marketing is done right. I was Pascal Fintoni, and he was Roger Edwards. Thank you.